0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: If there's someone out there doing what you want to be doing or going where you want to go, reach out to them, ask them how they did it, whether it's platform building, getting down a niche, taking down a deal, doing anything that they're doing in their business, that if it appeals to you and you want to be there, reach out to them. I'm sure that they would be very cooperative and provide some feedback.
0: Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel.
2: Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm here with today's guest, Savannah Arroyo. Savannah is joining us from Sacramento, California. She's a full-time registered nurse and has a portfolio of 15 units. Savannah, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you. I'm super stoked to be here.
2: All right, so tell us what you're working on now, a little bit more about your background.
1: Yes, I'm a registered nurse. I grew up in Sacramento, California. I went to Sacramento State University Got my nursing degree, worked in a couple different hospitals and a couple different specialties up there, and then went back to school and got my master's degree in nursing leadership and administration. I since have moved down to Los Angeles, California. So I live down here. I oversee multiple departments in a hospital here in LA. I got started investing in real estate last year while I was on maternity leave with my second daughter, and my husband and I were just looking for different ways that we could start investing our money, growing our wealth, working towards financial freedom. And we stumbled upon real estate. We got started investing in single family homes. And then shortly after we switched into multifamily and right now we're doing value add multifamily syndication deals.
2: All right. One year, 15 units. Yes. How did that happen?
1: We're very motivated. When we first decided we were going to get into real estate, we got very specific with our goals, and what we wanted to achieve in the next five years specifically, and we worked backwards from there. We just wrote down where we wanted to be in five years, physically wrote it down together, and then backtracked what we needed to be doing at three years one year on a monthly basis to make that happen. And we had originally done the two single family deals. We did them across the country in Georgia, just because lower price point to entry than LA. And then after that, we just need to scale faster and then switched into multifamily. We did our first 12 unit syndication last year.
2: Okay. So a lot of questions there. Can you share some of your five-year goals?
1: Yes. Some of our five-year goals is just for my husband to be working on real estate full-time. So that's a huge change in our lives just because we both work full-time careers. I'm in the healthcare industry. He does some benefits consulting. So we are very busy with that. And one of our biggest motivations behind starting and investing in real estate was we realized if we started investing now, doing it full force that we could in a place five years from now where my husband can really run the asset management side of our business and have a lot more flexibility with being home with our daughters. So we plan to do two to three syndications every year over the next five years to put ourselves in that position.
2: Very cool. So husband and wife team that currently both work full-time jobs. Do you have separate defined roles?
1: Yes, we do. And that was something we learned after we did our first syndication deal. So that first syndication deal, we did everything together side by side, we were looking at the underwriting together, we were on the phone with the broker together, we were on the phone with the lawyers together with the investors doing all the paperwork side by side, and that was really so we could get a better idea of how a syndication works from start to finish. And we were both through every step of the process was really eye-opening to us. And then it allowed us to pick and choose what sides of the business we naturally liked or gravitated towards more. Me and my role at work, I oversee operations. So I was naturally drawn to the operational side of things. I love connecting with people. So I took over marketing and investor relations. And then my husband, he's an Excel wizard. So he does our underwriting and asset management.
2: Savannah, from day one, was your goal to get into syndication?
1: No, it was not. I had never even heard of the term syndication. Like most people, I guess, when you get into real estate, I had never heard of the concept.
2: All right. Let's talk about your first deal. So you've done some homework. You've done a lot of research and now it's time to find your first deal. What was that process like?
1: So the first thing we did when we switched over from single family homes to multifamily was- Well, joining-
2: let's start with the single families. Let's oh, the rewind. Single families? Your okay. very first deal. <laughs>
1: Very first. Okay. So for that first one, we were actually looking at the burst strategy because we had a fixed amount of capital and we wanted to make it grow. So with the burst strategy, you're buying a property, usually below market value needs a full rehab, pretty much renovating it, putting a renter in it, refinancing it with the goal of pulling out all that initial capital and then repeating the process over and over. So that was our plan. We were gung-ho on that. And then When it came down to looking at properties across the country in Georgia and knowing we were going to put all our capital into this, we just really didn't feel comfortable overseeing a complete renovation across the country. And that was where we stopped with that approach. It was just a little bit out of our comfort zone, not saying that people aren't making it work. I know firsthand there's tons of people that are making that strategy work, but for us working full-time jobs with our kids, we didn't want it to be a very stressful journey. So we ended up buying new build townhomes over there, build to rent projects. In Georgia? Yes.
2: Okay. What was your next deal?
1: The next deal was the 12 unit multifamily syndication, which we've converted into 13 units. So that's where I'm at 15.
2: Okay. So you went from a single family right to a syndication. Yes. What were the numbers on the single family? What'd you buy it for?
1: We bought the 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 townhouse. Yeah. 177,000 for four bedroom, two and a half bath. So bigger than our house here in LA, and we bought two of them, but just the price point entry over there is a lot cheaper.
2: And what does it rent for?
1: Those rent for $15.45. So it's cash flowing from day one. The property management team is the team in place who helps build it. It's the same company. So they have interest in building it correctly because they're going to be the ones managing it. And even some of the maintenance issues that we've had come up, which has been minimal because they're new builds. They've taken very well care of the issues that arose, and then they work with financial companies and lenders that were able to get us in at 15% down. So we were really able to stretch our capital and get into two of those.
2: So was this project purpose built for landlords and renters?
1: Yes. Yeah. For, Interesting. What yeah, is that called, Dina? What is that project build, called? Build to rent projects. Okay. Okay. Specifically for investors, they come in and buy multiple homes or a whole block of homes. And it's really a lot of people investing out of the country or out of state that are coming in there wanting a cash flowing turnkey property that's very low maintenance.
2: What is the project called in Savannah, the specific development?
1: It's called Union City Townhomes at Suncoast Management.
2: Okay. And how is the cash flow?
1: Good. They're cash flowing a couple hundred a month. We took a hit on that because we got in at 15% down. So we do have mortgage insurance, but for us, that's something we're going to be able to get rid of in a year or two. And it's in a very well-developed neighborhood in Georgia. And there's just great appreciation over there in that little city.
0: We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting, go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever and And remember to mention the best ever podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever.
2: The next one turns into a syndication. Did you set out to syndicate it or did you go out just to take the multifamily down?
1: We did set out to syndicate it. And that was specifically because after doing those first two deals and telling people we were investing in real estate, we got a lot of interest from friends and family who were interested in getting involved in real estate. And then when we stumbled upon multifamily specifically and what syndication allows people to do, which basically allows investors to pool together their capital to take down these bigger deals. And usually in these Projects. There's an operator, of the deal who oversees the project and how the business plan's carrying out. And then a lot of people just jump on as passive investors, so they're investing passively in these deals, getting a lot of the returns of real estate that even the operators getting. And it allows people who don't want to put in a lot of work into real estate to still get involved passively. And that was an opportunity we were able to provide our friends and family, and something that now I'm working to provide medical professionals. So it's become a team sport, and we love it.
2: Good. What are the numbers on that deal?
1: It was 12 unit that we converted into 13 units. So it's a very strong value add $1 million. It is in a coastal town in Oregon, 25% below market rents. So we're increasing that over three years. And then we've converted that storage unit into a studio. So it really just skyrockets that NOI and we plan to exit after three years and sell.
2: And how many investors did you take on for this?
1: We have four investors and family members.
2: How much of your own cash did you have to put into this deal?
1: We put a little bit above a hundred thousand just because it had really good returns and we wanted a piece of that for ourselves. And we had the capital available to put in it. We always put up the capital in all our deals. So that's something that we just put in.
2: And how did you find this 25% below market?
1: Well, I don't hear about a lot of investors investing over there. And that was something that we originally just started looking into because I have family over there and we were really just curious more than anything. We were just running numbers when we first got into it, just practicing running numbers and looking at deals, just comparison, different markets. And we found this really good deal, just started kind of talking to brokers. And there's a lot of strong value add opportunities and very strong rental markets where the majority of the people in the towns do rent. This building has had zero delinquency since the beginning of COVID, which is pretty crazy, but it just goes to show that it's a very good market.
2: So you guys took a real systematic approach to this and it seems like that's how you do everything. So that being said, your three and five year plans, now that you've discovered syndication, how have those changed?
1: Well, we definitely think that we'll be able to achieve our five year goals faster now, especially after the traction that we've gotten after doing that first deal and networking has been huge for us. Just networking within real estate and especially the multifamily network, there's a lot of people that have strategic partnerships and developing different relationships with people to kind of fast track your growth within real estate. So that's provided a lot of opportunity. We still have the same goals. So we're very focused on them, but we are aware that we'll probably achieve them a little bit faster.
2: Great. So I agree with the networking, great advice. What are some of your tips for our best ever listeners? on how to increase their networking.
1: Join masterminds and meetups. They are all over. I started investing during COVID, so I actually just attended my first live meetup in Texas a couple weekends ago and it was so awesome for me to be face to face with other investors. It was the first time I've had that in a year and a half since I've started investing, but since then, once I got into it, there's all these virtual meetups. Zoom has been so amazing. I've gotten to connect with people all over the country who are investing in real estate and who have similar goals and they're everywhere. So if you hop on Facebook, different networking group, Clubhouse is big right now. I'm not on it yet, but I hear that there's some good networking events in there. So just connecting with people, even in social media, usually people that are doing these events are putting it out there on social media and you can see that people are doing it and they're usually always free. You can join in, connect with other people. They're amazing resources.
2: That's great advice. And I agree with you. The real estate community is just incredible. They're always helpful, sharing advice. I have to ask you this question I've spoken with a number of investors from California. And after talking to them, they ask me, why am I giving away all my secrets? And my mentality is the more you share, the more you network, the more you help other people grow maybe it has the potential of coming back to you. How have you found other real estate investors? Are they more cooperative or more competitive?
1: I totally relate to that statement. And for me personally, I don't operate from a scarcity mindset. And I think people who are more reserved with sharing their secrets and kind of what they're working on might be operating from a scarcity mindset where they don't think that there's enough out there to share with everyone. And the people that I am naturally drawn to and the people I think that are drawn to me operate more from a giving mindset and, I have personally seen it, not just in real estate, but in all areas of my life, people that constantly give always get back more. And I love sharing what I'm learning with other people. I'm about leveling up people, especially in the medical industry where I'm at, where people don't even know about real estate. I love connecting with other women or just people wanting to get into it. And I think I just attract those people because I'm like that, I guess.
2: That's an incredible mindset. So speaking of secrets, what's your best secret?
1: I would say networking and not being afraid to ask people for advice. My husband and I We're coming into the real estate game, just thinking that we would just do it ourselves, which is fine. And we did that first deal ourselves. But once we started networking with people and creating those connections and relationships, the amount of resources that people have shared with us has been so amazing. And I have now, after I've been doing podcasts, people reaching out to me and I love connecting with people, but you get on these calls with people. And like you said, they'll share their secrets or kind of what they're working on. And it just provides so much more opportunity when you start doing that.
2: I agree 100%. So you've done one syndication, Savannah. What were your lessons learned on that one that you'll apply to the next one?
1: I would say definitely building a platform was our biggest learning curve of that one. So for that one, I hadn't launched the Net Worth Nurse yet. We were sharing these investment strategies with our friends and family, and we didn't have a platform with resources that we could provide them. So we were constantly directing our investors towards other resources, which is still great. People should always be getting resources from multiple sources. All your resources and education should not come from one source. But after we did that first deal, I launched the Net Worth Nurse. I've created blogs and YouTube videos and doodle videos explaining exactly how our syndication works. And then that way I can direct investors to my website where it gives them all the information about me, about what we're doing, what kind of deals we're looking at. So then by the time that I do get them on a call for a potential deal that we have in the works, the process is a lot smoother. Before we would spend a lot of hours on the phone with our investors, which was fun. It was a big learning experience, but now we've kind of streamlined that process.
2: Still in line with that theme of networking. Yes. That's great. Savannah, on your next deal, what are you looking for specifically?
1: Strong value-add opportunities. They're all over. We still look in Atlanta, Georgia. It is pretty competitive over there. We're looking in Reno. We just have different strategies in each market we're looking at, depending on how they work. In Reno, very low inventory. So, we're looking at more new construction opportunities over there. We're still looking for value add opportunities in Oregon and strong rental markets. We have a great relationship with the broker up there. And then we started looking in New Mexico too. So, strong value add 50 to 100 units will be our next deal.
2: And are you looking just through brokers?
1: Mainly through brokers. Yeah, that's how my husband has created great relationships with the brokers. We give them very quick, thorough feedback when they send us deals. We're very specific on what we're looking for. So in each market, we have very strict parameters, you would say, for what deals we're expecting. So it helps give the brokers more direction when they send us deals. And then my husband always gives them a 48 hour turnaround time of what he liked or didn't like about the deal and whether he wants to see more. So we've created great relationships with brokers and that's where we're getting all our deals right now.
2: And what are some of the ways you can add value in terms of the deals that you're looking at? So what kind of specific value add elements are you looking for?
1: So pretty much below market rents and out of control expenses. So a deal we're looking at right now, the expenses are up to 75%, which if you're investing in multifamily, they're usually around 50%. The water sewage charges for that building are crazy high. And when we went to look at the property, there's faucets leaking and shower heads dripping throughout the whole building. So we're working with a water conservation team to implement water Conservation fixtures throughout the whole building, which will drastically drop the water charges. So that's a huge value add, like market, below market rents, really just properties that are owned by local mom and pop who aren't necessarily taking care of it. So for our first deal, he owned multiple properties and was wanting to get out of multifamily altogether and was 1030 wanting into land. So he was motivated to sell. For this last one that we're looking at, the 24 unit, it's one of his smallest deals, the seller he has a lot more bigger deals. So he's let this one kind of go on the back burner and wanting to get rid of it. So there's a lot of value add potential in those type of deals that were just not really properly managed.
2: That's a great strategy. What are your targeted returns for your investors?
1: We're looking for two times equity return around five years, three to seven years, Five's kind of the middle point on that. And we're looking at 15 to 17% AAR around 14 to 16% IRR 6 to 10% cash flow so all those parameters Yeah
2: and what were the returns on your original syndication thus far
1: Thus far, that's the thing about strong value add deals is they'll have a lower cash flow because the rents on that one were so below and we're adding a lot of value to that unit. So it hasn't, we're still about six months into it and it's very minimal cash flowing. We haven't dispersed a check to our investors yet, but that was something they knew getting into it. It's a shorter hold on that deal. It's three years and really good equity return. So, their understanding of the fact that it's not heavy cash flow, but we're really working to increase those rents and their underwriting is going on track so far.
2: Awesome. Savannah, the investors that you're interacting with, are they in it for the long game or do they want the monthly or quarterly checks?
1: I would say both, definitely both. I'm talking to investors who. Want both types of returns. I would say more the cash flow. I think a lot of the people that we are talking to for investing, they're trying to create that passive income to potentially replace their earned income down the road. So that most people are looking for that cash flow. But if they have the ability to invest in multiple deals and we have multiple projects going on, we can show them some of our other deals that don't necessarily have high cash flow, but have really great equity return in a short amount of time.
2: Great strategy. Savannah, what's your best ever real estate investing advice?
1: I would say network, get out there and network. If there's someone out there doing what you want to be doing or going where you want to go, reach out to them, ask them how they did it, whether it's platform building, getting down a niche, taking down a deal, doing anything that they're doing in their business that if it appeals to you and you want to be there, reach out to them. I'm sure that they would be very cooperative and provide some feedback.
2: Great advice. Savannah, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes. Good. First, a quick word from our partners.
0: Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 17th through the 19th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced crowd and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies. You'll also be building relationships and, quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group of eight to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get the lowest prices right now at BEC2022.com. That's BEC2022.com.
2: Savannah, what's the best ever book you recently read?
1: I would say Crushing It by Gary V. I think I'm new to the game. No one's really recommended this book to me, but especially as I'm building a brand and marketing, I've listened to it on an audio book for the last two weekends and I'm ready to listen to it again. I love it.
2: That is a great book. What's your biggest takeaway? And I think you've already implemented it. Is it networking?
1: Networking and content creation. People want to trust you and know that you're putting out good content. So I don't think I undervalued how important content creation is, but I've now started building it up, ramping up my game.
2: And it's like a snowball. Once you start creating it, you get hooked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Savannah, what's the best ever way you like to give back?
1: Connecting with other investors. Honestly, people who are looking to get started or build a brand or even especially with medical professionals who haven't heard about real estate investing, and I'm able to provide them the opportunity to invest in some of our deals. I love that when they get their first check in the mail and start getting some of that cash flow, It's just such a great feeling.
2: That is great. And Savannah, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you?
1: The Net Worth Nurse. You can find me under The Net Worth Nurse on all social media handles. That's Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. That's also my website. I love connecting with people. If you're even remotely interested in anything I've been saying, please reach out to me. I'd love to connect.
2: That's great. Savannah, thank you so much for sharing your advice and being on this show. In just one year, you and your husband have been able to create something incredible on your way to your second syndication, and you didn't even plan on going down this route. So great advice for everybody with the networking and you used your profession and your medical contacts to your advantage. So great story. Thank you again for being on the show.
1: Thank you. My pleasure.
2: Have a best ever day, Savannah.